team, trade them out. Drag it to your mace like you never had a doubt. It's FMDT coming around for you. Cause no one really knows the way you pick like you do. Injuries or worse, suddenly retired and hurt. Get your backs, forwards and mids. Never satisfied you, boys got the shits. It's FMDT coming around for you. another exciting season of FMDT. Uh, I'm your host Bart and I'm joined here uh, live in person for the first time in a very long time by Steve. How you doing mate? Hey yeah good to be here and yeah hopefully in person it works very smoothly. Yeah I think this is the first time since uh, that fateful day between two pot plants or uh, yeah. whatever we called it. Visited, yeah, yeah. Two, two ferns or whatever. Yeah. Two ferns. <laughs> well that would just, that would just be a rip-off. I thought you just ripped it off. <laughs> That's what you do, isn't it? Yeah. Rip off other people's I don't have my original contact. ADPs. Well, Lee Doofy's getting <laughs> mentioned again, is he? Yeah. All right, let's not go there. Um, look, it's an exciting time. We've got two days until the footy starts up again. Um, so we're quickly trying to get in a draft episode to recap things before our uh, opinions are tainted by what happens in week one. And then we can have a good laugh about how far off we were. So... Uh, just as a recap from last year, I predicted Nick to be one of the bottom teams, and he of course went uh, blazing. Uh, he went hell bent on a proving me wrong and won the league. So <laughs> we're not, well, you know, not the best predictor of things, but we'll see yeah. how we go this term. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that's take solace, everyone. Um, if we do say you're a bottom four team, then it's a good thing. It actually, yeah, it's either a good thing or it just means absolutely nothing. Um, but do listen to me. I had Nick make the finals. <laughs> you did, bring yeah. the top four. Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't listen to Bart. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into each team's recap, let's just recap the actual draft day experience itself. Um, just wanted to mention that I think Nick did a fantastic job of hosting. Um, you know, uh, winners' money well spent. Gave us some good feeds. Some of us uh, made use of his uh, generosity with drinks a little bit more than others. How did you find it, Steve? Yeah, it was uh, a very good uh, first time hosting. I think it's almost started a tradition where maybe the winner hosts, if possible. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to hosting next year in my new house. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm happy if uh, you're happy to do that. Uh, Brett must might have to have us all over to Canberra. <laughs> yeah. Might be a little bit more tricky. Yeah, we might have the runner-up host. In which case, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see who that might be. Yeah. Um, Alright, well, what we're going to do today is recap every... We're going to go through the teams, running from uh, the first to draft, which was, of course, you, Steve. We're going to give a uh, best and a worst prediction. Uh, sorry, best and a worst uh, an analysis of each yeah, uh, team, and then a prediction for how we think you're going to end up in the season, as well as a little bit of a grading. So, without further ado, let's kick off with uh, Oliver's Twist was first up to pick and I've just got to rearrange my papers here because I've got it in terrible order um, Oliver's twist uh, last year uh, was actually the first finals that you missed since 2015 did you right. know so you won in 2019 obviously but you uh, did not get to hold the trophy as we learnt yeah. on draft never day. even seen it before never seen yeah. it before yeah. what's, what's, what's the deal there uh, I don't know 
At least I had the NFL one for uh, <laughs> two years or something. You just let Nick have his uh, dirty mitts all over it for yeah. it. For years and years, because yeah. I think he held it while Max He held it while Max had it. <laughs> so he just knew that his time was yeah. coming yeah. and uh, didn't let anybody else have a chance. All right, well, you went in with the number one pick, thanks to dominating the thing that you really wanted to dominate, the Constellation Finals. Um, but you didn't even want the number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> I only realised that on, like, midweek. <laughs> I really thought I wanted it last year. Yeah. From about mid-season. Yeah. But no luck trading it away, so you used it on Jack McRae. Were you happy with that? Yeah, I guess for me it was a bit of a coin flip between Dangerfield and McRae. Um, and, yeah, Dangerfield's a little bit older. He's had those uh, groins and hip and stuff over the preseason, so I went with the hopefully the younger, fitter man in the end. Mm, Dangerfield, known to uh, miss games oh, quite frequently. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's made of paper and <laughs> straw. Uh, Alright, so uh, maybe, do you, want, do you want me to start? Yeah, may as well hear your take on it first. Sure, I'll hit you with uh, my best for you, which was actually uh, Adelaide's Tom Lynch, uh, who you took in the 11th round, uh, pick 121, and he's just someone that I was looking at um, sort of post-draft, I sort of kicked myself for not considering him during the draft, he always slides, I feel like he's always underrated every year, he's one of the more consistent players in the league and last year was maybe a bit of a down year for him I think he had some injuries but yeah. I mean he's a little bit injury prone he's missed a few games every year but he always has averaged pretty well so yeah I think especially with um, how we know how few good forwards there were this year I think in the 11th round is an absolute steal and uh, yeah my favourite pick um, I did have an honourable mention and you might find a running trend with these honourable mentions but this one was for you uh, somehow finding value like Callum Sinclair in round 25 how did he manage to slip all the way there? Unbelievable, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Um, don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> so. Who was your favorite? My, my favorite pick, and it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit generic in a way, but I actually really liked getting Lockie Hunter in the second round, like at the end of the second round. I had him ranked in my top 10 players available, to be honest. Um, yeah, Trelaw's come to the club, but Trelaw plays on ball. Hunter doesn't really. Managed to get over 100 um, without a single centre bounce attendance in the preseason, the very meaningful preseason game. Um, so, honestly, like, I don't think Trelaw affects Hunter that much. Um, so, I was pretty happy to get him right at the end of the second round. Um, it's not the sexiest, most exciting pick. Obviously, I've reached for a few, which might come up in my worst pick. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really was happy to get him end of the second round. Yeah, fair enough. And he had a yeah, big year last year, so see if he can back it up. Um, get more cars than targets, Alex. Said. <laughs> but, but that's that not doesn't get so, you fantasy. Whatever gets you fantasy points, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, all right. So worst pick um, is obviously Jack Higgins. I don't know what you were thinking. The worst Higgins. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I wish I could say that. I want him to do poorly because we, of course, had a bet on who the best Higgins will be this season um, to be decided. But no, uh, a different Jack. Uh, Jack Redden. Uh, in the 17th round, and look, it's probably uh, says uh, quite a bit about your draft when I you know, have to reach for a 17th rounder as your worst pick. I think you actually did quite well. But I just, yeah, I think you might have regretted that one. You got a few laughs from people when you picked him. Um, just lots of question marks there. I don't think he's going to average particularly well. Um, I think more to the point, he enters a midfield line of yours that is just so full of risk. 
and you've put in another risky player. You've got Seb Ross, you don't know whether he's going to come back to form. You've got Cochin, is he just going to keep declining? You've got Mark Murphy, who's now 33 years old. Yeah. Um, All in the 14th round and later. Sure. Yeah, there are a few aging players there, 30, sure. 30 plus. Hannabury on the sidelines. Um, sure. Yeah. So that was my worst pick for you. Well, thank you for saying my 17th round pick was my worst pick. That is quite a relief. Um, I don't really have an issue. Maybe I should have just tried to pick someone that someone wanted in the 19th round and just get in early and, and yeah, reduce their keeper value. Maybe that's what I should have done. Nobody was taking uh, Jack Redden in the 19th round. That's right? a good point. Mm. Right. Um, so, you know, obviously I had back-to-back picks, 17-12 and then 19-1 because the entire 18th round of keepers. So I was really focused on who was my keeper in the 19th and then I was like oh I better pick another so you just wanted to get that one over and done with <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so my worst pick I mean yeah that, that one might be a complete dud but I always think you really shoot yourself in the foot if you pick someone really high and they do not that well um, and I'm glad you don't think Higgins is a terrible pick because I think I got him a bit early but I'm, I'm probably most worried about Jed Anderson pick 49 mm-hmm. yeah he plays probably for the Wooden Spoon team. Um, yeah, had a great year last year in, what, his 12 games or something. But, um, yeah, that's probably the one I'm... I say I might have got into your head about. a bit there well, on, dra- on, dra- on draft day because I did mention uh, a couple of bad things about him, I think. I didn't even hear... Oh, I heard... Calf injury, but, I mean... Um, oh, I- okay. A few players are carrying that, aren't they? Yeah, calf injury, unlikely to, to return the same form he did last year. So I, I do agree he's a bit of a risk. For you, we'll see how that goes. Whether he can uh, keep up his what was it, like 110 average from last year? Oh, 105 maybe adjusted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, my prediction for you. Um, so mine are a little bit more general than yours, I believe. But I basically said that you'll make finals this year, which is not uh, super contentious. Bold. But I'm not sure if uh, it's uh, championship material. Sure. Um, so I didn't give myself a rating. Um, but I have given myself uh, a little summary, which is uh, I've certainly attempted to create a, a well-rounded, balanced team. <laughs> I chose a lot of experienced midfielders in the middle to late rounds. Uh, not not a lot of youth in my best 18. Uh, my forward line's carrying a few absences early on. Um, Toby Green, obviously, um, he's very important to me because I took him in the third round. And, and then I've got three players that I reach for, which is Anderson, Higgins, and and uh, Witherden. Mm-hmm. It's probably those four players that determine my season. So I've got myself making finals and I've put myself in at fourth, but yeah. That's good. Um, it sounds like you, that was a really good pitch. You were really, really trying to sell something. I've got a summary like, for everyone, yeah. a little outlook oh, great. For, for everyone. So a bit of an overall look. Um, so just for those people uh, listening away at home, I'm actually currently in a, another draft, which uh, I was hoping to uh, start after we finished recording, but it's going to be a bit of fun. Um, me trying to attempt to do this while recording. So maybe Steve, you might want to uh, jump on to the second team. Sure thing. All right. Which so you don't have the team names, no, so I'll let you know that it's COVID, COVID Marshall. Marshall. Yes. How could I forget in the year of post-COVID. Um, Sorry, I'm the one with the little preamble beforehand, so yeah, I can, so I can jump in with it. Um, since winning six, six years ago, Alec has actually only made two finals appearances, so he's gone quite downhill, and it could be that his inattention is to blame. He did reveal to us on draft day that he didn't watch any football last year. Probably not the best way to do fantasy. Um, usually if I rile him up, he'll win though, 
which is what he did that one year when he took home the whole thing. Um, so, you know, I'm keeping it a little bit quiet around him and uh, don't want him to get too competitive. Um, he actually, going into this year, had the best draft hand, I think. He had 13 picks within the first 10 rounds. Um, so, yeah, it was going to be very hard for him not to have a decent draft. Oh, and I'm up. I'm up for drafting, so you take over. Yeah, so I think he may have had... Uh... 10 picks in the first 7 rounds which is similar to what you said it's, it's an incredible draft hand and I think he he did make the most of it um, so we'll start with his best draft pick um, so I think Zach Bailey is a brilliant pick for Alec uh, I don't really know why he went as late as the uh, what ninth round or um, I didn't write that down but I feel like uh, yeah ninth round Bailey's definitely moving into the midfield um, so for a Ford eligible player, that was yeah my favourite pick of Alex. Um, yeah, Did, how about you? Just got Clayton Oliver there, first pick. Ooh, so um, not a good pick. Thought <laughs> <laughs> you might be happy with that. Um, I also sorry before we, before we get further, I wanted to let everybody know about Alex's sad story where he left uh, his spreadsheet at work, which, oh, yeah. which he told us uh, earlier. So he'd actually put together a whole ranking spreadsheet. Stayed up uh, and left himself with two hours of sleep, he said, for the work day. And then uh, that spreadsheet got left on a work computer that he left at work and uh, didn't have access to it. So I actually think he did all right, considering that um, he didn't have that to work with. Uh, but I'll get onto that in my prediction. For my best pick, um, I actually had... Uh, Sarah, who did you say? Zach Bailey. Yeah, Zach Bailey was all right. Um, I liked Ben Cunnington in the 16th round. Um, he's averaged 93 just a couple of years ago. Um, I think that's just really good value that late in the draft. Um, I think went a bit above, uh, what his average draft position was. And yeah, could just be a really solid contributor for him. I mean, I know it's a North Melbourne player and we were warned to stay away from those. <laughs> but when, you know, all the other big North Melbourne mids went within the top 10, to have Kano still there in round 16, pretty good value. Um, and Agreed, if, yeah. And I did mention uh, that there will be some honourable mentions in this uh, episode. So uh, Nick Nat in round 14, just six rounds later than his average draft position. That's a surprise. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Unlocking Incredible. Rowan Marshall into that forward line for him. Oh, yeah. Just, isn't that nice? Yeah. So Nick Nat starting right for, for Alec, for COVID Marshall. <laughs> Incredible. Um, all right. What was your worst pick for him? So I actually have... Uh, the other North midfielder, Jai Simpkin. I, I guess, at least with Jai, he's a young man. Um, he's he's probably the age I wish Jed Anderson was. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, like, picking him at pick 47, it's, yeah, fourth round. I think that's a bit early for him. He needs to find another 10 or 20% improvement to, to justify that. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you on Cunnington. Good value there, but offset probably by, by some not so good value on Simkin. I actually completely agree. Simkin was my pick for him as well. Um, I did actually struggle to pick one, which is a good sign, a good yeah. sign for his draft. But mm. um, yeah, I did think that Simkin was a little bit early and he might have a good year, but it's, you know, think a bit too much uh, too much risk. Yeah. And, yeah. He also may not have realised, I, I don't think he realised Gunston was sort of out for four to eight weeks. So ah, yeah. yeah, 15th round, uh, yeah, it's not terrible, but... Um, he does have that sort of midterm injury, so 
Yeah. It'd be interesting whether he decides to carry him for all that time, because it, um, it is quite a long time, but I guess he's sort of committed yeah. in a way. Well, yeah. Is it going to be four or is it going to be eight? Um, maybe they'll know next week. So, so what's your en- ending prediction for him? Mm, so I had it uh, as, a, as a B-plus draft. I mean, that does take into account that he had a very Shit, good draft hand, <laughs> but has, has to pick again. Um, so I've taken into account he has a very good draft hand. He's going to carry some early absences early, um, obviously, in the season. And he plays Brett in round one, so probably got a bit lucky there. But it's a fairly balanced lineup. The forward line looks uh, very sketchy while Rowan Marshall and Gunston are both on the sidelines. Um, but once those two are in, it's probably the strongest forward line in the league. So I've got him coming second this year. Well, would you believe that I have the exact same prediction? I think Alec, after yeah being out of finals for so long, finally gets back in. Um, I I actually think he might have the best team coming out of the draft. Yeah, as you would hope with that draft hand. Yeah, I think some questions might be about how much attention he's paying to the season. But if he capitalises on what he's just done, then I think, yeah, um, I've put him down as a runner-up as well. Nice. Yeah. So there you go, Alec. Um, I know you don't listen, but um, yeah, we've only got nice things to say about you, so I don't know if that's going to really make him uh, try and stick it to us. (laughs) (laughs) But let's move on to third pick in the draft, which was Ian's newly christened What's Up Doc. Uh, obviously named after his round 10 keeper this year, Sam Doherty. Mm. Uh, very nice keeper there. Um, so Ian's gone from runner-up in 2019 to missing finals last year after some major trading, uh, trying to get himself into finals, and then panic stations when he realised that he wasn't going to make it in <laughs> and trying to revert everything that he'd done. Um, so he ended up in a very controversial time where he, uh, might've, uh, tried to, uh, throw a match. Uh, and succeeded, I think. Yeah, and succeeded. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, uh, interesting indeed. We forgot to talk about, uh, but before the draft, we forgot to talk about tanking rules. I know. I, I thought the same thing as I was writing this up. I was like, God damn it. I was meant to mention this. Yeah. I think unilaterally we've decided that you can't leave a blank spot on the field, um, at the very least, you have to... Well, we can't make a decision for the rest of the league. Yeah, unilateral. <laughs> <laughs> so, those who listen will know, yeah. and uh, those who don't will not. There you go. Steve's got no time for the rest of you. He <laughs> doesn't like the rules that you guys set. You guys don't listen to logic. Nah, well, it's just ridiculous. You can't be putting blank blank spots on nah, the I, field. I do kind of agree, though, um, and it is something that we should probably throw up to the rest of the Put league. Put on the... Because um, the question group. really becomes, how do we control that, and what do you do about it? But yeah. I th- but I think it's a discussion for another time. Yeah. And I think the commissioner can can put people, players on field for you if you've left playing players on the bench. Commissioner overrules. Anyway, we'll put it up on the post on the group. I mean, so so Millsy, yeah, um, missed finals last year. Who did you think was his best pick of this draft? Um, I. Put his best pick as Jade Gresham, who we took in the 16th round, pick 190. Um, I mean, there's question marks over him. Does he play in the inside mid? Does he get more forward? But I'm actually thinking, you know what? If he does play more forward, he'd probably get a forward addition, right? So it could be a win-win here for Millsy. Mm. In the 16th round, I don't think he can go too wrong. Um, 
Yeah, um, someone that I guess sort of had a down year last year, but was all the rage in 2019 and going into 2020. Um, he's still very young, so yeah, I think that was uh, a very good pick that late. Yeah, I think he got good value there, and like you said, I hadn't really thought of it as well. Win win. Uh, he's either gets forward status or plays as an inside mid. So I didn't go with Gresh. I went with Fritch. I feel oh. like he got great value on Fritch in the 14th round. Um, I, I feel like Fritch will be... Obviously, Ben Brown's out for a little bit, but I think he'll be helped by having that big target. Um, I've just, just drafted his boy, Sam Doherty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I liked the Fritch pick. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, where you... Yeah, he's an interesting one to watch, for sure. I mean, he's obviously goal-reliant um, to quite to, to an extent. Yeah, so. I sort of think Melbourne are expected to do better this year. Um, We've had a years have we had that for, yeah. yeah. And I, I think that having um, Ben Brown up forward will actually create more opportunities for Fritch. Um, so, be interesting to track. I think he's got another level to go to. He's 24 now. He's averaged, what, 75 for three years or something, so... I think he, he gets it up to over 80, which makes it great value in the 14th round. Yeah, for sure. All right, so my worst pick for him um, was, um, and I think you're likely to agree with this, this one, Steve, was Hayden Young in the 11th round, uh, pick 132. Um, so I thought he reached for a couple of people, um, Lockie show as well, but it was Hayden Young that I think was the bigger reach there. And look, he's a talented player. I don't think there's any doubt about that, but let's be honest, he's played five games of AFL, um, can you really be taking him that early? I think it was like eight rounds too early. This is a guy that should be going round 19 plus. And I think Mills just got a little bit excited by someone that he knows is talented, but you gotta, you got to time these things a bit better. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, way too early on Hayden Young. So it's, yeah, great draft D, or dra- great um, AFL draft pick for Frio, but that doesn't make him... An 11th round pick in his second year after five games, averaging 41. I mean, it's just, yeah, call it 50, but it's still, it's, yeah, he's not quite there yet, is he? Maybe next year, mate. Yeah. Um, all right. So, prediction for him for this year. Um, I've got him as just sneaking his way into finals. I don't think his team is, I don't think his team is too bad. I think, uh, he did reach on a lot of players. Um, but he's got the foundations of a pretty strong team there. Um, so yeah, sneaks in. That's like six spot. Yeah, fair enough. No, I've actually um, given him a B minus for this draft. Um, oh. I think he does have a strong forward line, but his midfield to me looks pretty weak outside his two elite players, Neil and Taranto. Mm-hmm. Um, the back line is very young, and um, he basically needs most of Scholl, McPherson, Young, and Powell to all sort of average over 70. So, yeah, you're right. His foundations are good. His top 10 players are very good, mm-hmm. which is half his team. It's that second half of the team that, yeah, might let him down. So I've been missing finals this year. I think. Wow, just yeah. missing finals? Yeah, I just think like he'll last be year? contending. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he'll, he'll miss out. Um, but yeah, he's got he's got a very good top ten, <laughs> top ten picks. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, yeah, well summed up. Let's uh, move over to the team, uh, the team with pick number four, which was Chase Jones. Um, and uh, living up to his name, waited until the very final round. I can't believe that he uh, survived the whole draft going at pick 26. But um, he got, yeah, he got his boy. And uh, Kieran, uh, his history is that he's been with us since the start, but he's never made finals. Ah, so is this the year that it finally turns is around for Kieran? the Coast Suns of the league? It could be. He's been, yeah, biding his time for a long time. It's, uh, it's about time. What do you think, Steve? Uh, what do you think his best pick of the draft was? Well, I don't mean like to sound <laughs> critical because I think he had a so good that draft. Sounds like it's gonna be. <laughs> no, no, it's just I think his best pick is is I put relatively like it's um, a fourteenth rounder. Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with his top 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 ten picks though. Um, but Tom Papley, I think he just got really good value for Papley. Really, I see Papley playing. What more, round did he go? Fourteenth. Yeah, right. Late fourteenth. I see Papley just playing more midfield time. Um, Sydney being a bit better this year, to be honest. Um, although some people disagree, um, I think they could win eight or nine games compared to the what was it four last year or something. So, yeah, I, I like I like Papley as a pick. Sure. Okay. Um, that's interesting. That's very different to the way I was thinking about it. Um, yeah, I guess I guess like s- sort of small forwards. Yeah, Papley's. I mean, one of the best, obviously. Yeah, he's managed to average eighty, I think, a couple of times. So he's, okay, he's pretty handy. They often turn me off, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, he's been pretty handy. So my best pick for him was Ed Langdon, in si- pick sixty nine. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually he was someone that I kind of wanted quite a bit. Um, he's been, I think, building his average over the last few years. He's not that old he's still got a few quite a few years in him um he's got a big tank which i think will the sort of the interchange cap and the longer quarters will help with that so i think he's just going to keep building his average and you might see him hitting close to that 100 mark which i think in the sixth round is a fantastic value and i think he was actually the best mid at the time that he was picked so very much agreed yeah yeah good pick good pick um for worst pick, I had the guy who took one round later than Tom Papley, and that's Jesse Hogan. Uh-huh. I just have no faith in Hogan coming back and being meaningful again. Like he was really good three, four, was it five years ago for Melbourne? Yes. It's just a long time has passed. He's got off-field issues. He's got on-field injuries. I just don't see it suddenly changing because he's in Sydney. So I think Kieran's got a bit of a history with Hogan. I remember him having him quite a long time ago, and um, I think it might be a bit of that, trying to reunite himself with him, and I had the exact same worst pick for him. Um, I think the Hogan time has passed. He's currently injured. Like, yeah, I I just think there's so many question marks there around him that, um, yeah, not, not really worth it. I actually was a bit harsh on him. He averaged 89 just three years ago, so maybe there is hope. Um, average eighty nine. I thought it was. I thought it was maybe earlier than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's changed club twice since then, um, and like you said, he's currently injured. So just a lot of risk. Good luck to him. I mean, he's twenty six years old, so maybe he can still turn it around. Um, yeah, it feels like he's been around for a long time, but it does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. What's your final prediction on Kieran's chances to make his first finals berth? I am tipping that this will be the year. Yes, said, really. Kieran has a very strong midfield, uh-huh. and I, I rate it as Kieran's strongest ever draft. His forward line is bad, but the forward line usually has the most waiver wire and loophole options. So I'm tipping a finals debut for Chase Jones. 
Gave him A- minus for the draft and 6th place for the ranking. That's a very high ranking. Oh, I, I mean, I, I agree with you in a way. I actually, I think he's got the best midfield in the league. And that's what you're going to get if you use uh, 7 of your first 9 picks on mids. Yeah. Um, and which I like. I think the game is very much like, you know, it's midfield heavy. That's where you get your points. So to have that locked and loaded, I think is going to be huge for him. Um, it's got bad forwards, but if he can recruit well, get the few waiver wire people, then I think that he is well on his way into finals. Maybe just don't uh, rely on Chase Jones all season. <laughs> that, <laughs> well, might be, that might be the biggest status. factor. <laughs> Uh, well, he always crept into his lineup last year, so we'll see if he does this year. Alright, on to pick number five uh, was our newest recruit, Richard, uh, recruited by Milzy. I called him our uh, newest victim and hoped that he would stick around for longer than one year, which seems to be the going rate. Um, really hope you stick around with us, Richard, but... Um, yeah, what do we have to say about your draft? Two keepers, one cup. Good team name. Uh, you had a strong draft hand going into it. It's just a shame about the keepers. Um, obviously, Glenn didn't leave you with uh, too much there to work with. Um, Steve, what do you think his best uh, pick was? Best pick for Richard, I had uh, Nick Haynes. I think he got great value in the, in the fifth round. Uh, I think Haynes may have had like two bad games towards the end of last year that really knocked his average down a few pegs, but it was still close to 90. Um, and I think if, if GWS, you know, it doesn't really matter how good they are, to be honest. Like, is there intercepting halfback? He, if the ball's down in defence more, he'll get more. If they're playing well, he'll get plenty of it. So, um, I, I really like Haynes in the fifth round. Um, yeah, I think, I think he'll have a really good year. Who did you have? As his best was Brendan Parfitt. Uh, yeah, yeah. 13th round pick, 147, pick 147. And I wanted him. Of course I wanted him. People mentioned that during the draft. And um, I thought he might slide a little bit further than that. Um, but yeah, no, I have no doubt that he'll have a pretty good year. He's a tackling machine. Um, that's a really good stat to, to be good at. Um, that often uh, then translates into better scoring in your future. So yeah, I think he's going to be... Um, it's going to be a good one this year. Yeah, I really wanted Parfit as well. Um, I was hoping he'd slide probably one more round. I don't have a 13th round pick this year. So <laughs> note to self, get a 13th round pick. They're Seems to be where all the good players go, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. So I, I didn't have a, a pick in that round. And then, yeah, um, I do like Parfit. The The only question mark I have, I guess, is who who is he taking points off this year in, in a team right. that's recruited... Um, you know Higgins and Smith, and it's like, is it is it just Joel Selwood dropping off? That's where he's getting his points from. Um, that's the only question I have on him. But I, I wanted him in the fourteenth round, no question. Mm. Um, we've agreed on all of we've agreed on all of the last latest uh, worst picks. So let's see if this one's the same, Steve. What do you got? Um, really good question. So I have <laughs> Rory Sloan as his as Richard's worst pick. I just feel Rory like Sloan. he. Yeah, I feel like he just went too early for for me. Um, he's kind of rely, like Richard's relying on Sloan getting back to his close to his best. I mean, average probably needs to average ninety five to to be worth it in the in the sixth round. So yes. 
I don't know. It's a lot to ask for. Yeah, you thirty-year-old know, coming off a bad season. Maybe he'll bounce right back, but um, I just think it was too early and probably could have been taken in the in the eighth or ninth. And match. as a Port supporter, supporter, no less. Really surprises me. Yeah. yeah, it almost feels like a Crows fan pick. So. <laughs> it does. It does. Is he a closet Crows fan? Who knows. Um, I had one of his boys from his team uh, as my worst pick, actually. Connor Rosie, um, who went in the ninth round. And, I, you know, we all know that Rosie's talented and uh, lots of hype around him. But he's also got a foot injury. He's going to be out for potentially six weeks at yeah, the moment. really good point. Um, and it doesn't look like even before that he was necessarily the first in line to be increasing his midfield time. It did look like they might keep him a bit more forward this year to keep developing him. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, either way it was going to be a bit of a reach, and especially with that injury. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe he wanted him for keeper value. Yeah. But, well, then, he sh- but then he should have let him slid, slide to outside the 10th round. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And there's just a lot of uncertainty around that injury because I've heard that he has a foot injury that no other players like ever had before, and that <laughs> rings right. some alarm bells. That no other so, player's ever had before. Oh, basically, that's what the some of the... Media reports said that he had some really strange injury that no one in Australian yeah, sports medicine has ever seen in an AFL player. Well, that's or not... Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. So, very risky. But then again, um, hmm. his preseason form in his one game looked brilliant. And then he goes in for surgery the next day. So, I, I yeah, it's got my head scratched. As an owner that. last year, what do you think about him? Because he was a bit frustrating for you. He was frustrating. He has so much talent, but it's just... Is he one of those sort of mercurial guys who are just better on, on the screen than they are, you know, in terms of stats. And, and maybe he's always going to be, you know, one of those players. Just who, quickly tell me, who do you like more, JPK or Warple? <laughs> oh, I should check my my spreadsheet, I guess. Who would have I taken between those two? Um, I took Warple in our draft, so I might just back myself. Ooh, how much time do you have? Four seconds? Um, I have I've taken Warple, Warple higher. Okay, yep. good. Good, I just pulled the trigger. Nice. <laughs> I'm finding this incredibly hard to keep up with, by the way. Of like, not knowing who's gone. Uh, I don't even know what positions I've drafted. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really matter. <laughs> doesn't really matter. This, yeah, it's true. It doesn't. I got I got Wibberton, so, you know, I'm golden. Oh, good. That's what, what I was trying to point to you beforehand. Uh, round five? Oh, really? You got Wibberton in round five? I thought I got him too early in the fourth round, and our league's full of keepers. Well. So maybe not. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, so, all right. <laughs> sorry, so, sorry for the interruption, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Richard's prediction for the season, please. Yeah. So I've said here that um, what have I got? That he's uh he's got a really poor keeper situation, which is, is yeah. exacerbated by Whitfield's injury, um, and an indefinite return. Uh, this was offset by a really strong draft hand, which Richard used very well. He has a very, very strong back line, a decent midfield, a good ruckman, and, an, and a weak forward line. Um, I think he'll contend for finals, but just miss out in his first attempt. So I have him uh, finishing just outside the, the six. Okay, I yeah, that, that's interesting. So I think you've rated him a little bit higher than I have, and I don't think that he necessarily... I think he, I think Richard knows which players are decent, but I think that he made a few uh, sort of mistakes with his draft. One of them was getting spending a round fourteen pick on a backup ruck. So maybe if the utility position was in play, then sure. But you've got to pick a starter there. I feel like to strengthen your team. Um, I feel like he left his 
um, M7 until quite late. Um, I haven't written down who that is, but... Um, is it better than Jack Redden? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably better than Jack Redden. But Jack Redden... Maybe it's Joel Selwood, then? Yeah, it's Joel Selwood. Joel Selwood. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Quite late, I think. Uh, and he has questionable backup behind him, so I think that might come back to haunt him. Mm. Um, I think Wits, even in round four, as his first ruck was a little early, considering how late rucks go in our league, which has been, you yeah. know, well-documented. Perhaps well-documented <laughs> over many years, but Richard hasn't had the benefit of that. So He hasn't, but, yeah. but these are things that are sort of stacked up against him, and that's why I've got him missing finals this year. Um, I'm thinking bottom four then. I'm thinking maybe bottom four. It's, a, it's all right. It's a first attempt. It's, it's his first attempt. Yeah. Yeah. Can't expect too much. That's right. <laughs> all right. Let's crack on to our uh, next in line, Manic Barcelona. Hey, look at this. Darcy Parrish, sixth round. These are like experts drafting. And I got him in the eighth round of a keeper league. And he goes in the sixth round of a redraft. Oh, league. yeah. Because he'll just play full-time midfield and get <laughs> 20 handballs a game for 40 points. Great. <laughs> Cool. What? 20 handballs a game and no kicks? Like, maybe two. <laughs> he doesn't kick often. So he's got 46. He takes about two marks a game. That's 52. Don't know anybody that handballs a lot that gets a lot of fantasy points. Hmm? Maybe uh, maybe a certain ball magnet for the Crows? He kicks half the time. Oh, does he? he gets <laughs> quite a few marks and tackles. I yeah. don't know. He's parish a tackle machine. Yeah, I don't know. He is when he's unleashed. He'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Um, so, in pick, with pick six... Uh, is Man 8 Barcelona. Um, so, oh, flying all the way from Barcelona just to do our draft board. A uh, very committed member. It was his first live draft this year, so that was kind of good to see. Um, I think he enjoyed that a lot more than doing the offline version. Uh, he yeah. made finals in the first five years, which seems an age ago, uh, but his team has entered a bit of a decline now. Wait, so five years straight? No, uh, yeah, five years straight. Wow. Yeah, the first five years straight. Right. Does, does that seem surprising to you? Yeah. That's not the Sahil you know? <laughs> well, I remember he, he often... Yeah, he often was pretty good, but I didn't realise it was five years straight of finals. Yeah. That's incredible. Oh, this pick sucks. <laughs> All right, pause for Bart's draft. Um, Walter's not bad. No, Walter's sucks. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're about to talk about Walter's in a sec, actually. I think it's bad. Oh, still there? I would have taken him. Fuck, I didn't even realise. Why don't you look at your backs? Because he's not on this fucking thing. He's all the way down there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time it's to like scroll through every name. Now. you got yeah. one minute. It's too... Yeah, why wouldn't someone already take Duggan? Okay, if they don't take him, I'm definitely taking Duggan with my next pick. Oh, Liam Duggan just went. And Fuck. Haynes is my 16th rank pack. Yeah, this, had... this is our draft all over again. I had Haynes well ahead. You've got him in. And then and Daniel Haynes Richmond well ahead as well. Duggan. This is fucked. There's a run on backs now. This is yeah, a bad time to get on backs. Don't take it back. Don't take it back. Nah, terrible to have to get it. Cunning stunts just took two backs. Uh, oh my god, I hate all these picks, dude. I'm panicking hard. <laughs> oh fuck, who do I take? I have a mirror ahead of Shuey. Ah fuck. With Shuey's injury. Sean Higgins? No. No. A mirror. No. Yeah, yeah, that's not too bad actually. Who would you have taken? Ed Langdon. That's who I should have taken. I was but just think, talking about yeah. how good Let's get back to recording this fucking thing. Um, yeah, so my question is, do you reckon that uh, being in the country now is actually going to get him up to date on our game? Because Sahi was known to have a bit of outdated knowledge in his picks. Yeah, I think it will help him for the first month or something, but he's talking about he may be heading back 
maybe middle middle year. So yeah. oh, okay, that'll unsettle his team. Yeah, but two or three months potentially of the standard sale approach, <laughs> and then just stop paying attention. He'll be able to use this knowledge for years to come. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So who'd you have as his best pick? I had Kane Lambert as his best pick in uh, pick eight point five or eighty nine. Um, which was another one, kind of like your Tom Lynch one. I looked back on it after the draft and I thought, man, that's really one I should have gone for because he's also someone that's consistent. He slips down draft boards. He, um, yeah, I think he had a bad year last year simply because he is an endurance runner as well. He really, he doesn't come off the ground that much. So he'll bounce back to what is his usual average, which is like mid to high 80s. And I think that's fantastic value as a forward in the eighth round. Yeah, I agree with all that. And I did like Lambert at that point of the draft. Um, so I didn't have him as my favourite pick because I actually had Stephen May. I think Stephen May is back in a big way. Yeah. Um, I mean, 15th round. And this is a guy who can average about 75, 80. As a backman in the 15th round, I think that's great. I think. I mean, he had an amazing Amy Cup game, right? Uh, did he? I, I know he got injured in it. I don't know what happened. Oh, maybe that's what happened. <laughs> no, I think he had a good score, but he did get injured. I think he might have got like a ton. Oh, he got one two. Yeah, yeah, but he got injured in the last quarter. Yeah, that's so right. he, he turned up. I think that it's a bit bittersweet. They, yeah. yeah, they like to get the ball in his hands, but it's, it's only no a serious injury. No, it's not even. I don't think they said it was in the end. I think it was like a oh. bit of a sore chest or something. And he also did seven kick-ins in that game and and played on from all seven. Really? So, yeah, I think that's that's fantasy gold right there. Um, they obviously like to get the ball in his hands a little bit more. He's actually, you know, he came to Melbourne and he was a bit unfit, but he's now giving it his best shot, and I think that's great value in the 15th round. But I, I like the Lambert pick too. Cool. Cheers. Uh, do you want to tell me what his worst pick was? Yeah. Look, his worst pick by some margin, I think, was Basha Hooley. Really? Interesting. No, I do think Someone that that slides down draft boards normally. Normally, you'd think he'd slide down the draft board. I'm not sure if if Sahil was aware that Hooley's been injured since the grand final, um, and he took him in the fourth round. Um, I think that's just, um, yeah, very optimistic. Now, they're saying Hooley will be back. He'll miss the first round. Mm -hmm. He might miss the second. That's fine. Pick him in the eighth round. Pick him in the ninth round. You know, don't pick him in the fourth round. So that's that's who I've got. Yeah, fair enough. I yeah, I did think he went way too early on him, and it was a very classic Sahil pick. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, harking back to the days when Bachar Hawley would play out a season and actually score well, but those days might be past him. But we will see. Um, I had a slightly different take though for his worst pick. It was one of his earlier picks. Um, in the second round, Michael Walters. Oh. Um, see, I just, uh, I think it's way too risky for a second round pick. Second round pick, you want you want a bit more safety. And there's a lot of things that Michael Walters is going against in this season. He's aging. He's pushing, you know, the wrong side of 30. He's currently injured for uh, three to four, weeks, for three to four yeah. weeks, which is a significant amount of time um, when you're picking him now in the second round. And he's getting pushed out of the midfield. It's a young emerging midfield, and that's where he's been getting most of his points recently. So it's pretty much the trifecta of reasons why you wouldn't want to touch him, and definitely not second uh, round pick worthy for me. Yeah, no, fair enough. A bit early there as well. Um, So overall, I felt that Sahil pretty much had his standard dad's army approach. He did get some good value that we've mentioned a couple of players. 
Uh, and he does have a few players coming back from injury, like Walters and Mahuli. So he'll need to push through the first two or three weeks and be very active on the waiver wire early on. Um, overall, I have given his draft a B minus yeah. um, and put him in the bottom two yet again. So <laughs> Sorry, Sahil. Um, I'll tell, I can let you know that he only had eight guys drafted that were over 30 this year, oh. which I think is more, which is less than normal. But I think that might have been after we started giving him crap about it during the draft. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I actually, I'm a little bit more optimistic on his team than you are. I don't think he'll be second bottom. Um, I do think he has a little bit of work to do on his team. Um, but I've got him sort of not making finals, unfortunately, but just that sort of tier below. Yeah, not too bad. He has some decent keepers, I suppose, as well. Tim English, depending on his role. So now pause again. (laughs) <laughs> while I catch up on what's been happening I think this is just what we should yeah, do yeah. a team and then I'll yeah that's probably a good idea yeah oh, oh Will Brody my wow. boy 12 my grand. boy dude there's so much risk no. there like what changes in oh. their team why is Dumont so like still sliding so far oh wait so he can still available Ridiculous. I can't believe you wanted Ugh. you took Sean in the 6th round I can't believe that wasn't my worst pick you got to yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Got to you. <laughs> right. Forgot about that. Fuck. Uh, I made some mistakes. Mistakes were made. You seem right. to care more about these mid to late picks than you did your earlier ones. Or is it just harder? They're, they're interesting. It's yeah, they strange, are the players that are still there. Yeah. I don't know. It's throwing me off. Anyway. So we're, that's what I'll we take. Finish, I will take him. I'll take, I'll take Ryan Bird in here. Sorry? Did we finished Sahil, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Okay. So we're on to Max. Alright, so on to the seventh pick in the draft. Uh, coached by Max, I shot the Sharon. Um, Long time team name, been with us since the very start. And while Max has a real Hall of Fame resume, he's a two time winner. He's never ma- failed to make finals in the seven years that he's been uh, trying. So that is, that is pretty good. I think backing a fantasy slutty team like Collingwood might have something to do with it. Um, and yeah, always a major threat. Ballsy to back against him, so we'll see if we did. Uh, take us away, Steve, with uh, your favourite pick for him. Yeah, so my favourite pick for him was an ex-Collingwood player, Jaden Stevenson. I, I really like this pick. Uh, I think he, um, as, a, as a forward, uh, I think he'll get a lot of midfield or wing time for North Melbourne. They... They have no reason to not play him. He's still young. He's a rising star. He had a bad year and a bit of a falling out, you know, with Bucks or whatever. But I actually see him as an 80 averaging plus forward for sure. I find it's really interesting because I feel like we're mentioning a lot of North players as good value. <laughs> despite what we said on draft day and despite how we know North goes. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, and I think you're right. Uh, yeah, he should improve. Um, I'm probably not as bullish on him as you are. But um, yeah, not bad. My favourite pick of his was Daniel Rich mm. in uh, with pick 66 in round 6. Um, just thought that was really good value. I thought there was quite a few... I thought he was around that range of um, like a sort of like a Liam Ryan and a lot of players that went before he did. Um, and he went about two or three rounds later than those guys oh, did. Oh, Luke Ryan. Luke Ryan, confused. sorry. Sorry, it's no. Like obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> he did get drafted and I was surprised yeah, yeah, by yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so, yeah, true. yeah. No, yeah. Around, around the range of a, of a Luke Ryan. Um, he's got, you know, a pretty good yeah. history of scoring. He's a bit older. He's got a few injury concerns now, Daniel Rich. 
but I still think in the sixth round, just fantastic value. Yeah, absolutely agree. I was shocked. What the, what that the fuck he... is Burden? Oh, he went! Oh, sorry. It's literally in my pit. Yeah. Pal Pepper. Like, I, I got him in the 17. He just went. And my forwards. See, I, I, like, I didn't mind Luke Bruce. Only a 78 average, but that made him into. That bumped him into this tier for me. Mm. That could be my next pick. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> when the fuck did he get taken? <laughs> 14th <laughs> round! That's a surprise. <sighs> Maybe I should get Matt Kennedy. Like, it could be something. Blake. Liam Ryan went with Blake here. Exactly like. the same oh, pick fuck, as our Ryan. He's already 16 Hind. I like Hind. He's also drafted. Fritch, man. Fritch. Yeah, you're probably. His, no, he's also drafted. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, then I'll just go with what you think. Which Gibbons. Is Gibbons. Yeah, Gibbons got 31 disposals, 8 marks, 8 tackles, and 2 goals in the VFL. I'm glad I've got you here. We might not get through a show, but I'm going to have a damn good draft. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Alright, where are we? 86. So we were just talking about Max. We finished Max, didn't we? No. Oh, no. did we not? Oh, no. fuck, I interrupted it. All right, we let's... didn't even get to his worst pick. Alright, let's get back to did Max. Did you even get to his best pick? I was saying Jaden Stevenson. Yeah, we finished that. We definitely finished that. Who did you say was best? Oh, Daniel, Daniel Rich. Rich. Alright, so let's just sure. go from... Alright. I'll ask you. Yeah. Alright, Steve, what do you reckon uh, his worst pick was? Yeah, so Max's worst pick was actually quite hard to identify. I think he's had a fairly strong draft. Um, I just feel like he's kind of picked Blake Akers off a four-game sample, and I don't love that. I know he went to Fremantle to play the role. I just think it's a four-game sample. It's, for me, it's not enough for a seventh round. I mean, he's got a career behind him, right? Yeah, but never that exceptional in fantasy terms. Like, he's averaged 78, 80 in twenty eight. What round did he go? Seventh round, as a centre only. I don't think I don't think in twenty nineteen you could have told me that Blake Akers was going to be like a seventh round pick as a centre only. Yeah, you know, and he missed most of the last season. Yeah, he's literally played four games at the end and gone berserk. Yeah. So is that enough? For yeah. me, it's not. So I've picked, I've said he's his worst pick. Fair enough. Um, I've gone for um one of his own boys who I think he might have been a bit biased for. Uh, Jeremy Howe in the third round. Mm. Uh, with pick 31 and it's just simply this like Jeremy Howe is alright but I don't think he's worth taking before players like Salem Luke Ryan and even Wiverton. Um I would have taken any of those guys ahead of him um, so I actually think his best pick of Daniel Rich might even out average Jeremy Howe I just think he's look I just find it hard to think that he's going to return that sort of 90 about 90 average going above 30 coming off a major injury um you know i just i just don't see it and that's his career best is a 90 mm-hmm. uh what was that two or three years ago i think he got yeah. stats yeah a couple of years ago um no three three years ago and then he had that down year and then he had a great start to last year and uh got the injury do you want to pause or pause no okay done it. go nice. nice we can edit that out um yeah, so overall, um, how did you see Max's draft and, and ranking-wise? Uh, I think he's got the worst defense in the league. Uh, I think he uh, made note of that during the draft, uh, that uh, he didn't feel too bad because he saw me with only one name on there, which was Rory Led for quite a while. But he might have forgotten that I still had Jordan Ridley to come as a keeper. Mm. So um, I think he uh, went with the tactic of waiting and waiting and waiting. I think he waited a little bit too long. Um, if you've got Aaliyah Aaliyah... As a starting defender, then you're in trouble. 
and oh, or Duday if he plays. But sure, yeah, it's questionable. It's questionable. So um, with that in mind, I do think the rest of his lines are pretty good. If he can fix up that defense, then he can contend. And like I said, it's going to take someone ballsy to say that he's not going to make finals. So I'll be that person. Whoa. And I say that this is the year, finally, the eighth year where Max has uh, taken it a bit too far and um, save for some crazy trading with Sahil, which we know he'll probably do, uh, he's <laughs> going to miss finals. Yeah, I disagree. I think um, really strong forward line, obviously the Dunkley and Phillips in there helps. He's got a reasonably well-rounded team. Yeah, his back line is weak. Um, but if Pitnet takes a significant step forward and averages over 80, then I think Max will be a top four team. Well, and I've given his draft a B plus. B plus, yeah, okay, that's a much higher rating. Looks like we disagree on this one, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, what comes out? Yep. Uh, let's move on to our next team, which is uh, the eighth pick uh, of the draft, Cornflakes. Also, one that uh, has stuck with one team name throughout his career. Uh, been with us for the eight years and still looking for his first premiership. A regular finalist, though. Uh, the last three years running, in fact. But uh, will he be able to take it that one step further? Uh, what do you think, Steve? Um, I'll start with a pick that I liked for Shane. Oh, actually, do I? Yeah. No, I do. I do like this pick. I got. I like Jerry, Jeremy Cameron in the 11th round. Um, I feel like as a, as a common medalist in a top team, I think that's solid. Um, he's obviously been very fantasy relevant over his time as well. He's often averaged high 80s, which is exceptional um, because he's not just a big lumbering key forward. He's averaged 88 in 2017, 88 in 2019, 78 the year before that um, in 2018. So to me, that's, uh, that's the hope that he can get back to that and... I, I kind of think Geelong's the team to help him get there. Um, he, you know, he'll they'll have to contend with Hawkins as well, so of the opposition will I mean. So I think he'll be very very good this year for the eleventh round. What did you like in Shane's team? Um, I listened to none of that because I was too busy uh, annoyed that Darcy Tucker got taken in this draft before me. So, so it's yeah, it's very important. I'm sure everybody's enthralled by this. Um, just to, to let everybody know, I'm only in this uh, draft because I won a league last year and I'm in the Champions draft. So, hooray to me. Um, all right. <laughs> so, we should do that in our league, a league of one. Um, all right. So, Shane's best pick, uh, who did you say? I'm saying Jordan Clark. Oh, yeah. Oh, I said Jeremy Cameron. Yeah. Geelong boys. Yeah, no, right, yeah, yeah. I, I actually really like that pick. I thought that would have been probably my second mention. Um, Jordan Clark with uh, pick 152 in the 13th round. Definitely worth a punt here. Just like the potential is massive. Um, all he needs is a few injuries ahead of him. It's an old midfield and he'll have like a consistent spot there. So yeah, definitely worth a punt. I think that was really good. And probably going to be a decent keeper for him as well. Yeah, yeah good call. It just needs that couple of injuries, like you said, to happen. Um, if that doesn't happen, then I don't know exactly what role Clark's yeah, playing. Yeah, me neither. Um, but yeah, it's a good pick. Anyway. But apparently named for round one, definitely. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Don't doubt that. Um, Honourable mention, uh, Scott Lysett went four rounds later than his ADP. What a steal. That is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Just, it's a, a bit a of a trend. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to look into that, I think. 
Hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe put the let the league know that we've noticed something <laughs> yeah. amiss. Yeah. Might come as a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> what about your worst pick for Shane? Uh, Brad Hill in the eighth round, Ooh, pick yeah. ninety five. I just thought super early, and I know that Shane um, actually didn't have a pick for quite a while after this one, so he probably just yeah you know just wanted to to get someone that he sort of backed in. But I I actually think he Brad Hill might have been around was it like his thirteenth round or something that he had another pick. 12, so yeah, yeah. Maybe. I think he still would have got him there. Um, I think he will improve on 2019, but I think his ceiling is about 90 at best. And I just, um, it's not, yeah, it's not the worst, but it's not that good either. He could have gone more upside. He's one of those uh, endurance players that you sort of like the look of in this, but I do agree he went too early. And Bradley Hill was, was my player that I had as his worst pick as well. There you go. Although I have a dishonorable mention or, or a sort of second chance uh if, if Dyson Heppel doesn't get a position change in the first two changes, yes, then I think that could be his worst pick. I, I think picking someone in the sixth round because you just assume they're getting a position change is pretty risky. So if it happens early, then, then good pick. But if not, then not so good. What do you think as an Essendon fan? Is he, is he locked as a back? And how will he score as a back? Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's locked as a back to be honest. Mm. Um, like I think that like they're talking a lot about that sort of quarterback role that he might play. Um, but yeah. you can play just behind the stoppage and not get backstabbed. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's that's the problem. So I think he will obviously still rotate through the mids. I don't know if he'll get enough time in that role. Um, so it's a risky pick. Yeah. And where do you see him averaging after obviously lots of injuries last year? Do you think he'll get back to ninety plus? Not this year. Yeah. So sixth round pick, pretty early. Um, but if he averages 80 as a back, then okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he's done a great, yeah. So, overall... But, but who would back in position changes? Who would pick a play just based on position <laughs> changes? Yeah, silly. Silly, silly idea. <laughs> so, I felt that Shane's team actually has a good mix of youth and experience, and it's a savvy draft overall. Obviously, as mentioned, he needs Hep D to get back status to justify the draft capital, but I've given him a B overall, and I have him making finals once again. Okay. Nice. Well, yeah, um, I actually do like quite a lot of his draft as well, but it kind of just feels to me like a team that's really going to pop in like two years time. Like everybody should just draft these guys in like two <laughs> years, you know? Um, Tom Green. and Yeah, Tom Green, yeah. Noah Anderson. Clark, like there's Anderson, yeah. Clark, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, mix of youth and experience, I said. But, um, yeah. So he set himself up for, I think, another year of difficult keeper choices next year for his round 10 pick, as <laughs> he usually does. Um, and I'm putting him in the finals as well, so basically agreeing with you. Yeah. Finals, but not our winner this year. No, I think I've put him at fifth overall, so... Yeah, I'd probably yeah. agree with that. All right, let's move over to the most exciting team in the league. Uh, Seven-year Titch, uh, coached by yours... Uh, uh, what's the word that you use? Really? Yours truly? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've uh, not given myself much of a rundown because I just know it off by heart. Um, my history is that I won the league in its inaugural year and I uh, won it again uh, a couple of years ago, but I have bottomed out in the league as well, so my team is known to fluctuate quite a bit. Um, <laughs> been on those scribing duties before and don't recommend them. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, looking to uh, pretty much uh, keep kicking along like I did last year, though, it was a pretty decent season for me. And uh, take us away, Steve. How did you rate my draft? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I thought your best pick was to start with. Um, 
This actually looks wrong, but I, I said Jack Scrimshaw. Yeah, it's wrong. It shouldn't be any... What? My, on oh, my best. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I'm not critical of really any pick in particular, aside from the one I'll get to. Um, <laughs> so I do think you draft well. But Jack Scrimshaw, mm. I really like that in the 19th round. I think, you know, you've got that keeper potential there. He could take a leap forward um, this year. He's sure. really established himself at Hawthorne. They, they obviously like him. He's a good kick. I think he could average, honestly, I think he could average 80, which is, you know, what you want from a you know, 19th round backman. So I'm not really sure how Scrimshaw slipped to you there. Neither do I. I was incredibly surprised to find him still there. Adam rated as going quite a few rounds earlier. Um, I just wanted a few guys ahead of him beforehand. And so, yeah, I'm very happy. Cheers. Um, my my favorite pick is probably one of my more contentious ones, but I really just like Will Brody. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the upside. Yeah, I'm just going for excitement when I'm talking about this. Um, I was kind of, I was, yeah, I don't know. I had him pegged as someone that I wanted to pick. He's probably going to be absolute trash and not make it to the best 22 and spend his life playing in the reserves and regret never leaving Gold Coast. But, um, you know, uh, when he breaks through that midfield of Rao and Anderson and Tuck Miller and uh, David Swallow and, Swallow and Brennan, uh, Ellis and Brennan Ellis, yeah. Just kicks them all out. Yeah. Because he will, because he's the best of the lot. Um, yeah, he'll be eating your words, guys. Hugh Greenwood. So, <laughs> Hugh Greenwood, yeah. Boot them all. That's right. They're all going to get dropped. Just like four injuries ahead of him, and he's right in there. <laughs> yeah. So that's not my worst pick, despite how bad that is. Um, my worst pick for you, um, although it could well be Will Brody if he only plays one game, um, at least Sean Higgins will play more than one game. But I still think you went way too early. What in the sixth round on the assumption that he'll get he'll get forward status and and how well will he score? Who knows? Um, at, like <laughs> honestly, there's yeah. so many midfielders in yeah. that team. Yeah, what role does he have? He'll probably yeah. average like seventy five. Yeah, it, 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 I, I sat there for five minutes. I mean, you guys might remember. I don't know that I might have taken a while <laughs> on some of my picks. Um, but yeah, that was one that was literally just sitting there and I just couldn't pull the trigger on him. Um, it took me five minutes to work up the courage and, uh, Sean Piggins it is, uh, the better Higgins. And you've mentioned a few times that, oh, players on the wrong side of 30, he's just turned 30. This guy's 33. Come on. So yeah, let's recap our Higgins bet for the listeners. It's all about the forward status. Oh yeah. Okay. So it, it is, I'm not picking him as a center. I've, I've got a, I've got a guy who's already got forward status who'll play in the midfield and you've got a guy who's a centre who may get forward status. And what if he doesn't? Then what does that mean? He's playing in the midfield. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's and, only like the ninth midfielder on that team. And he's known to average extremely well. He's a big ball magnet. Sure. Alright. Alright. Well I'm sure his career at North is, is extremely relevant to his his um Swan song this year at Geelong. So the, the bet was whoever gets the most points between Jack Higgins and Sean Higgins wins a prize to be determined, so we'll let you know. Oh, is that one still to be determined? I think we didn't work out what prize it would be. Okay, I'll talk to you after the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, cool. We'll work that one out. Um, my own worst pick I actually had as uh, Darcy Parrish. I don't know. I kind of... That was one that was really... I only have put this as my worst pick because after having done this analysis, I saw people that went after him and I was like, ugh... Probably should have got a forward like Tom Lynch or Kane Lambert. So a little bit regretful, but you know, whatever. I'll back in. I wanted to back in an Essendon boy, and uh, I'm sure Parrish will not disappoint. Fair enough. Right? Very confident. Yeah. 
didn't disappoint me at all. <laughs> Maybe you'll get 20 handballs a week and get 52 or something. He, he went sixth round in the uh, draft that I'm currently doing. So, yeah, you know, uh, with experts, with champions, champions of leagues. Yeah, but that team's called like Go Dons or something. They have no idea what they're doing. No, it's not. You just made that up. Yeah, I did. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so overall, um, obviously you have the league's strongest set of keepers, incredible midfield, and probably the weakest forward line in the comp. Um, and your back line also drops away pretty quickly. You think mine is the weakest forward league. line in the comp? I think it might be. Yeah, I think it might be. And, and your back line also drops away pretty quickly after Laird and Ridley, but I'll give you that. Two elite backs is uh, enough. All right, thanks. I think um, have a look at Kieran's forward line. I think it was God. I don't know. My 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 show notes are all all over the place. But sure. All right. I'll I'll find some off the waiver wire. Yeah. Well, you have Brody who may not play. You've got Bruce who may not play right. midfield. You've got Charmin Impey on field. All right. I'm not convinced by that forward line. Oh, Charmin Impey. Thanks for reminding me of him. Um, all right. So. <laughs> And overall, I do actually that, that, with, with yeah, what I just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite you've, what I just had said, you say. <laughs> I am giving you because of the strongest set of keepers, incredible midfield. Yeah, I'm giving you a B for your draft. Yeah, all right. And saying that you'll make the, uh, you'll actually take it out and win it again this year. Uh, well, it's just like high school, B average all the way through. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh... as long as you get it done at the end. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think the keepers propel you to. I mean, Laird is just a ridiculous keeper. I don't know how he can let Laird go for so little, <laughs> even if he did give Elliot Yo uh, in that trade. What am I even doing? So I'll have you winning it this year. Talk you up, put the expectations sky high. <laughs> and he's just picked Impy in his another league because I've mentioned how good a starting forward he is. Exactly right. Yeah, uh, all right. Round twenty-two. Um, I haven't got a prediction myself, but I, I think I'll do all right. I don't know. I normally, I normally, I'll make finals, but I'll probably get knocked out after my entire team gets knocked out. Um, Highly likely. Yeah, that's what I'm predicting for this year. All right, let's move it on to. Uh, we've only got three teams left, so the tenth pick in our draft, uh, freshly named after the draft, Perryman's Berryman. Uh, which I really love. That was really nice. Yeah. Um, so obviously got himself Barry during the draft. Um, Cam's history in the league is... Well, he's he's been around also since the start, uh, but only made his first ever finals appearance last year, taking fourth place. So can he keep up the trend, Steve? Or will things revert back to the mean? Yeah, I, you know I'm a big believer in regression to the mean, <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to that. But um, I'll start with his... With his best pick, um, I I felt that Peter Laddams was a really good pick for mm. Cam. Um, I, I think Laddams has a lot of potential, both as a ruck and a forward. He's scored really well, and um, yeah, I, I think he's a, a solid starting ruckman. Yep. But if uh, if Cam wants to pick up, or he has Sean Darcy, if Sean Darcy turns out to be all right then Laddams can swing into the forward But surely line. he wants him in his forward lane. Oh, of course, he'd rather yeah. him there. Which, yeah, means he is relying on Darcy or Casbolt to be his starting ruck, which mm. is a little bit 
maybe questionable, but I still like Adams as a pick there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Sean Darcy will be the starting rock for Frio. For sure, so, once he's over his injury, whatever it is. Yeah, so I don't think it's a bad pick. And in fact, it was my, uh, we can just jump straight to my honourable mention, which was round 23 for Sean Darcy. Just incredible value. Wow, fantastic. Just, uh, yeah. For a guy who's actually just a test on the injury list too, so he'll yeah. probably play round one. Yeah, a starting ruckman for... Yeah, for wow. a team. That's a lot it's, of starting Ruckman's getting picked after round 19. Yeah, it could be a potential round 18 keeper, you know, yeah. for, and, and for at least five years. Yep. Uh, not at least, at most. <laughs> most <laughs> All right, my favourite pick for him was actually a super early one. Um, I thought I'd give someone an early one, which I haven't done too much of. Jack Crisp in uh, pick 2.3, round two, uh, on the just on the turn there, kind of, with pick 15 overall. Um, I think drafts can be lost with bad early picks, which we've kind of mentioned, touched before on uh, some of them. This was the best available player by far. I think um, he should get some more mid-rotations. He never misses games. He's super reliable. He's getting better and better. What more do you really want? Like, there's, there's spots opened up there now at Collingwood and yeah I was super annoyed that he took him because I would have been on him like a flash if he just went one pick later um, so yeah well done Cam yeah. didn't waste your second round pick at all I agree with that he, he was 12th on my board and to get him at 15 is, is awesome hmm. because most of those picks are pretty much you're generally getting sort of bang on um, ranking order so yeah good good one Cam so how'd you see it overall um, so overall, um, I, we haven't touched my worst yet. Oh, sorry. How did you see Cam's worst pick of the draft? Uh, well, I think that was unanimous throughout the draft. Uh, it was, uh, Mark Blitzabs, uh, to a chorus of laughter, I think, uh, that pick came. And yeah, thanks for the laughs, Cam. You, you actually killed Alec with that one pretty much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I think the problem is that he's more than likely to play lockdown roles because with Harry Taylor gone, that's pretty much what he's now doing. I think that's going to kill his scoring, and I think that's pretty much it. I think he'll he'll be waiver fodder pretty soon. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, that's the same as I had. So yeah, that's a, a and what's it called? Unanimous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a unanimous decision. Yeah, cool. Um, so how did you see his draft overall then? Look, I was not a big fan of it. Um, I mean, Crisp is bloody fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought he went a bit early on the Brisbane boys, McCluggage, Berry, mm. a bit early on Sarong, even Bont, arguably, in, in, in the very first round. It's just a lot of early, 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 um, and that puts him, in my mind, in a lot of trouble. Um some inspired picks in there, no doubt, but a lot of, uh, yeah, question ones. I think the midfield's a bit of a worry um, unless one of those Brisbane boys goes up to, like, that super premium yep. level, 105-plus. Um, he also needs an Menegola to essentially repeat <laughs> his performance last year. So I yeah, do not really rate this draft, and I have Cam really struggling this year, probably in that bottom four area. Uh, regression, it is, then. That's what I think. Sorry, Cam. Um, look, I, I think he drafted all right. Um, and maybe that's a bit of what we're, you know, it, it's a perspective for what we're used to from Cam. I think he didn't make too many blunders, but I think he's let down by having pretty bad keepers, to be honest. Like, and that's just relative to the rest of the league. 
um you know i like i like sarah i just it's just it's not as strong as what other people have um nine midfielders he took in the first 18 rounds as well which i think maybe he was a bit um worried about his midfield woes from the past i remember that he's often started um other people in that position so really trying to counter for that um i don't think that's maybe the worst thing in the world but it does make you a bit weaker at other positions and it shows mm. um his... and i'm still not that convinced by them the, the sarongs the yeah. the sinclairs you know as starters yeah 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 exactly so sinclair obviously hoping for that back inclusion there but if it doesn't happen then what are you doing um history's against cam so i'm definitely got him uh, out of finals and he has to prove us wrong once again uh see if the prophet makes another appearance and uh, well, he'll trade half his team he anyway, will, yeah so this is irrelevant <laughs> this starting 18 is going to be completely different uh, <laughs> halfway through the season so yeah get absolutely in pretty soon <laughs> so there's an improvement he doesn't have rory led to trade away anymore so <laughs> yeah see what he can give away this um chris maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably uh all right so uh let's go to the 11th team lucky second last the un security council last year's runner-up um after making a huge late surge so he was at, looked out of uh, finals contention for a while there last year and he made a super late surge and became a real beast in the finals and he'll be kind of hoping to do the same this year because he's uh taken a few injury injured players early which we can touch on, mm. but let's start with his best. What do you think it is, Steve? Yeah, well, his best was too screamingly obvious that I almost don't want to mention it, but Andrew Gaff, pick 11. <laughs> like, this guy's a top three midfielder. Yeah. He, he should not be falling to pick 11. I do not understand how he slid that low, um, and I think everyone in the 6 to 10 range probably should take <laughs> should... an uppercut. Like, I just don't understand. Like shame? Yeah, I don't I, know. I don't know. Because I obviously had him available on my pick, but I went for Dusty in, instead. And I did that because I knew that forwards just fell off so much. Yeah. Um, uh, I can understand it getting a completely different position, but I mean, yeah, I guess Cam's one of them who took a Bond and Pelly at 10. There was, um, who else at 9? It was, oh, that was you, I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, Trelaw at 6, Steel at 7. I mean, mm. Steel's been pretty good. Josh Kelly at five. Like I honestly have Gaff above all of those guys. Mm. Um, so. he's, got, he's got less question marks about him. He's got yeah, a pretty just, proven track yeah, record. Yeah, so consistent. Yeah. Never tagged. No changes to that. Uh, you know, like role. Whereas Steel, um, his captain. Who knows how that weighs on him? He's got Brad Crouch come into the team. Um, who knows what that does to his his inside ball winning? You know, you just don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was so obvious that I I did want a, a backup one, and I actually really like Harry Cunningham. Very late pick. 19th rounder but yeah a guy who probably can average and has averaged in the past around 75 so really solid as a as a 19th round backman that's an yeah that's an interesting one because i've been pretty bullish on him in the past i know i traded him off you mm. um thinking he'd do better than he did yeah and he has been a little bit disappointing but he is coming uh, well i don't know like i guess it's like a, a it's it's interesting it's interesting because in Sydney there's a bit of a changing of the guard yeah um, he's in that sort of mid phase yeah. where he could sort of take on a extra extra role we've been saying that for a while yeah but yeah. yeah yeah I think it's a good 19th round pick yeah not so much as that keeper potential but just literally at that at that value yeah yeah, yeah I agree 
Um, I had his best pick as someone that I really wanted to get. Um, Nick Coffield, someone that you could have kept, Steve. Mm. He got him in the 12th, 12th round. Um, so 141. So maybe you weren't keeping him because he did go quite, well, I don't know, kind of late, I suppose. But I was considering this guy at pick eight. Like I really was. It was between him and Darcy Parrish because I had him ranked as my best defender at that time. And then I couldn't believe that he stayed on there. And he came so close to being my round 13 pick. Wow. And I was so annoyed at Brett. And he will love hearing that so very much. So, yeah, good pick. I really do think he's got high potential to be... St. Kilda's basically like main man out of defense. They're going to look for him. He's, um, yeah, he's, he's the guy, that I think. Yeah, and I may regret not keeping him, but I didn't want didn't to dwell on it. Um, just an honorable mention uh, for uh, Oscar McInerney in the uh, 15th round. Uh, this oh, no way. Yeah. Why, is this first Rockman? Yeah, that's right. Wow. Could wait all the way until the 15th round to get him. Um, this is Tim English, I'm, I'm calling him. Yeah. Book, yeah. book it in. Lead Ruck, yeah. Absolutely book Makes it sense. in. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> onto his worst then. Yeah, his worst pick for me is Brad Crouch. Um, oh, okay. I'm, I do not I'm like Brad Crouch at pick 25. Uh, I think, I mean, for a start... Uh-huh. He's missing the first two games. Sure is. That's 10% of the season right there. Um, he's had these off-field question marks. He's in a new team, which can often lead to lower scoring, um, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I just don't know. I just felt it was way too early. I had Brad Crouch ranked a lot lower than that. Um, yeah, but I'm not a big fan of uh, that pick in the third round. Um, I had a lot of guys above him. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And there were, yeah, there, there were a lot of risks taken in this in this team. Um, but yeah, what what did you have as your as your worst pick for Brett? Um, I had um, so yeah, I I kind of disagree with you there though because okay, so how so are you saying he misses ten percent of games, so we bump him down by about ten percent? Sure. Yeah. Was that how you would do it with your rankings? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's too much. I think that I think that what Brett showed last year is that your team can be bog standard for a lot of the season and then ramp it up and as long as you make the six and you make finals and that's where your team gets going you'll be fine so true i don't think two games are that game changing and i would but Brad Pouch is one with injury history he is but he's not injured right now so if it was a two-week injury that's completely different to me than a two-week suspension so he's still training he's still played in the preseason yeah um yeah i yeah i don't i don't actually think it was that bad a pick but we're allowed to disagree (laughs) that's true my worst pick for him and you might actually disagree with this one was Tom Hawkins in the 10th round Um, so uh, at pick 110 and I think it was always going to be interesting to see where Tom Hawkins fell because you know he was last year's breakout contender late round star 32 year old Tom Hawkins Um, he'll be 33 at some point this year Jeremy Cameron comes in are we really going to see him like do that or is he more likely to revert back to what he did in 2019 which is a 70 point average yeah that is a fair question to ask I don't think 10th 11th round is too much for Hawkins given his scoring last year Jeremy um, Cameron went after him and, yeah and, I, and I, I have them fairly close but yeah it is really hard to predict how they'll score fantasy wise um, I also have Hawkins near around Ainsworth who went in the 11th round so um, yeah I, I don't find it too bad 
I think the mistake would be picking him in the in the fifth or sixth round based on his average last year. I think this allows for a 15, sure. 20% drop-off. Um, if he averages 80 or 78 or something, this is fine. So, yeah, we see Brett's team pretty differently, I think. Um, we do, so interesting to see how we see him overall. Yeah, so... And I've just got my final pick of the draft coming up here, Steve. Ooh, so, so it's pretty very important start. one. I'm thinking about giving a shout out to you by taking your boy. Uh, what do you think? What, yeah, do it. Do it. He only needs like four inches. Charlie Constable. Yeah, he's a shoe in. Well, you're you're carrying him all the way, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know about all the way, but yeah, twenty fourth round pick. I'll I'll give him a few weeks to get in. I'll just remind myself of uh, what positions I've got in my team because I've been following. You know, uh, with such so much attention because it's not distracting doing a podcast at the same time, at all. Oh, it seems like I've oh, actually. Sire, it seems like I've actually taken a lot of uh, forwards all of a sudden. <laughs> I might need a backman. It's too bad there's none left. Um, it's also been only an hour and forty five minutes, and I'm just flying through this draft. So you see, guys, I can draft quickly. Just give me a minute timer. Just literally a minute timer. Yeah. <laughs> mm. They all suck. Yeah, I wouldn't take a backman. Take, fuck it, just take it. Yeah, just, yeah, give him a go. Charlie Constable, final pick of the draft. Woo! There you go. That's locked and loaded. All right, let's focus on Brett's prediction. So, sorry, could you repeat that? Yeah. For me so again? Brett um, has what I've written is he has a fantastic backline. I can't remember exactly why, um, but it mm. obviously impressed me. And mm. um, aside from that, though, he's taken a lot of risks with players who have injuries. Now, I've done that before, and it can work out. You can lose your first three or four and then pick up the best free agents and, and go from there. But I guess, yeah, my overall feeling with this draft, usually Brett picks up a lot of players who I want. This time, he picked up a lot of players that I wanted to avoid. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah it okay. could pay off, but there's too many question marks and risks for me. People like Viney and Yo, and it's like, ugh, you know... Aside from their maybe keeper potential, I'm just like, wow, you've got who have you got playing for you in your first month of the season or first couple of games? Certainly, are almost guaranteed losses, in my opinion. Um, so I've given him a C plus ranking and a uh, rating, and I've put him in the bottom four this year. <laughs> I wow. just do not see the risks paying off. So hugely disagree. Hugely disagree. So um, it's it is tough to predict things for a team that has a bench full of injuries. It is his entire bench is injured or, or missing. Um, so his first couple of rounds will be tough. But Brad Crash comes back within two uh, rounds. Viney isn't that far off, and uh, who else has he got missing? Yo, Yo. and Ryder. So yeah, yeah, a few question marks there. But Ryder Hall might not be Ryder's twenty-two. Ryder's not a make or break player for him. No, and Hall will start playing. Kennedy uh, might not be best 22. Now, I might just not rate uh, injuries as highly as you do and uh, rate a bit of elite su- season surge a bit more. Worked for Brett last year. It did work for him last year. And this is entirely based off of my own evaluation of players, obviously. But I generally, when I make these predictions, I run everyone's team uh, against my own projections and whatever it spits out as the best overall average is who I go with. And this time it was Brett. Wow. So I am backing Brett to lose the first couple of rounds, undoubtedly, and then just come back 
uh, so hard and win this league this year. <laughs> That's my prediction. Wow. Nah, well, I guess it's high risk, high reward stuff. And yeah, you look at this team and you go, wow, if these guys were all fit uh, and best 22, then it's a great team. Mm. Uh, and maybe I've become more conservative with age or, you know. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Something like that. It's just like, oh, it just seems like too many risks there. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, even Rockcliffe is the best 22, like any given week. Um, but yeah, look, it, it you've, could happen. You've raised enough concerns that I'm not confident on this point <laughs> at all. Um, but I think Brett's, yeah, it, it's going to depend on a lot of things, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to... And if he uses his waiver wire, early waiver wire picks widely, then, then that'll pay off. Yeah, exactly. It does, it's... yeah. Who knows when Yo comes back? Who knows how long he might have these boys in his team? But yeah, there you go, Brett. It's completely different from mm. the both of us. Yeah. I think you're the one we disagree on the most so far. So uh, yeah, you're gonna prove one of us right, I think. All right, so move on to the very final team. Uh, actually, lucky last <laughs> last year's champion, uh, Rouse Royce. And made his first final last year after the five years in the league and obviously took home the whole thing. He did also sell his soul in the process, giving up plenty of picks to do so and easily had the worst draft hand uh, to pick with this year. So with that plethora of uh, round 12 and 13 picks, what do you think, Steve? Did he find anything good out there? I think he found one really good pick in the 12th round and that was Brandon Ellis. I actually don't understand how Ellis fell this far because Ellis doesn't require... He doesn't play, you know, on ball or centre bounce attendances. He doesn't need him. So Rao coming back in do, does not affect Ellis whatsoever. Ellis is on the outside. I see even more ball for him this year. And I honestly don't understand how he fell to the 12th round. I was really licking my lips to try and get him. Um, but I didn't have any... Well, I had 11th round pick and then, and then I had a, a pick a little bit later in the 12th round. I just think Ellis is fantastic value there. I think a lot of players, midfielders that I had around Ellis went in the 8th round. So Yeah, I agree. And I think, uh, yeah, that's uh, I agree with that one as well. That's mine. Um, I think he went pretty late last year as well. I have a feeling Sahil had him. It might have been Nick. I can't actually quite remember. But either I think way, Nick had him. He might have had him again. Yeah. And I think he went late last year because he just lost he that just back status. Yeah, he'd lost back status, and he, maybe question marks over the Gold Coast midfield because of Greenwood coming in. So he seems to me like that sort of perpetually like underrated guy. Um, people sort of question how good of a kick he is and all that sort of stuff, but I mean, we know it doesn't matter. <laughs> He's got the fantasy pedigree. Mm. Uh, I think, yeah, good pick. Totally agree with you there. Um, just an honourable mention from me. Uh, the last pick of the draft. Can you? Would you be able to find the starting Ruckman off that pick? Unbelievable. Jonathan Segler. I mean, I might disagree on that point, but I mean, you know, let's be honest, it's not, it's not set in stone. So whether I put everyone off by taking Big Boy early or not, um, I don't know if Jono Segler should be sliding to the very last pick of the draft. Yeah, guess it depends on his role, but he's a pretty handy backup given Dan Curvis has had a few injuries in his career. So, mm. yeah, best twenty-two at least for uh, Segler. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Alright, so what did you have as his worst? Jamie Elliott was my worst pick for Nick. I just don't... I mean, <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know. The injury history, yeah, he had a 
decent season last year, but I just don't think he jumps straight into the midfield just because Trelaw's gone. Um, a guy who you know, hasn't averaged over 76 in the last five, four seasons, whatever. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got forward status and all of that, but yeah, I'm just not not really buying in at that, yeah, at that point of the draft. Maybe round 15, 16. But For the first time in this show, second to the last person, but we agree on both points completely, best and worst. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think he is someone that's been a consistent like mirage, like more midfield time for Jamie Elliott this year. Mm-hmm. And he you know, pops in every now and then when there's a lot of injuries, but he's not. I mean, he's now, what? how, how old did you say? 28 now. 28. If it was going to happen, it should have happened. Yeah. I feel like. It's yeah. not going to happen. And he's damn good as a small forward. Yes. He's got a great mark. They don't need him in the kick. midfield. Yeah, why wouldn't you play a Braden Sire in the midfield? Yeah. And yeah. No. Cool. Exactly right. So, yeah, I think people get fooled by him last year. I do want to give a little shout-out to Ethan Hughes as well because I really... That one, that, one, that one really threw me in the draft. I didn't know why he's meant to be good this year. Got, you got, any, got any insight there, Steve? Oh, one, one game. Yeah, really? One game, yeah. The one data point well, we yeah, have no, this year. That is year. surprising, that 13th round pick. Um, I mean, unless Ethan Hughes gets, uh, like, every kick-out or kick-in, sorry... Um, <laughs> How is he going to maintain anything above 75? He's like 26 years old. He's not like some sort of like new up and coming yeah, like breakout. Like we know what he's capable of. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is true. And he's probably averaged, what, 50s, 60s yes. over the last four or five years. Yes, yeah. exactly so what, right. what changes now? Now, fair point. He may actually be a worse pick than Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> but we agreed on it, so... Yeah, we did. We yeah. did. We did. Um, all right. So, Nick is probably hoping that we eat our words quite a lot about this. But um, what do you have as his prediction? We know he didn't have a great draft hand yeah. going in. So, obviously, that's compromised his draft. That's right. With that in mind. So, considering how compromised the draft hand was, I actually think reasonably solid team that will be in finals contention for a while... Uh, his centres are very strong, but I have him missing finals in the end. And I don't think he'll mind that too much after the Premiership last year. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a Bulldogs breakthrough sort of <laughs> moment. Um, yes. I think the Premiership hangover is definitely coming in. Um, I've gone a step further. I'm doing it again, Nick. Guess what? <laughs> I'm doing it again. Um, and this time, there's way more reason than last time. It is that the fact that you had so few picks early on. Um, definitely a premiership hangover season I think the thing that saves him are some exceptional keepers some great keepers I think yeah. he might have some of the better ones in the league for sure with Lloyd Short and uh, Rao and also even just Nank in the 18th yeah. it's pretty good um, that's gonna unfortunately not save him enough to put him back into finals though so I've got him missing and I've got him bottom four fair enough well um, we'll put these up on the group so we can all <laughs> laugh at them in a few weeks time or in a few months time and you guys can quote me like, <laughs> as usual yeah. and show me how wrong I was yeah but uh, that's just about a wrap I think that absolutely brings us to a close so like we said so now even closer to the kickoff on Thursday night pretty excited about that yeah I mean that, that great Carlton <laughs> Richmond blockbuster at least this year it's a Carlton little bit closer finals yeah. Carlton might, you know, only lose by like four or five Probably goals this four. time. They, they seem to always lose by four or five goals. It's, yeah. It's just tipping delight. It's just, <laughs> yeah, 25 points. Yeah. Well done. You almost tried in that first game of the season. <laughs> but actually, yeah, no, this is probably yeah. the most interesting Carlton Richmond game for a few years, maybe. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be a very interesting season. We didn't have much to go off of. 2020 gave us weird stats. 
We have only had one, the one preseason game to go off of. So, if anything, I feel like we're going in blind. Um, way more than usual, obviously. Mm. Um, kind of exciting. Like, I think the season might take a little while to really unfold for us, and we'll see where we sit. But, yeah. Yeah, we'll my fingers and toes are crossed for no <laughs> hubs, no changes to the rules, except for the bloody... Even this injury sub thing. Does that mean they name who the sub is prior to the game, or do they just name 23 and surprise sub? Who, who knows? knows? But, yeah, look, I think as long as there's no I don't think it's I don't think it's going to disrupt our league too much because we've got that time on ground rule. Yeah, so. no, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be as always, uh, an unpredictable season. Yeah, cool. Looking forward to it. Um, looking forward to doing some more FMDT episodes, so look forward to those. Um, we'll try and wrap up the weeks as they come along. And, uh, yeah, good luck. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye.